You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 111. One of the best ways to treat your food blog more like a business is to outsource the things that take you too much time or are not your biggest strengths. But outsourcing can often seem daunting or expensive. In this episode, I'm sharing some unusual ways that you can outsource different parts of your food blog to free up more time to work on the parts that you do love and to spend more time as the CEO of your business. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Madison Wetherill, the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios. And over there, we specialize in custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their business to the next level. And as I have grown in my own business, outsourcing has really been the key to being able to get more done, increasing my revenue, and maintaining my sanity while running a very full life outside of my business. So outsourcing is something that I feel very passionate about and talk to anyone who will listen to me talk about it. Recently, I was talking to a friend about some of the different ways that you can outsource parts of your food blog, and we started talking about some of the really unique ways that you may not think about when you initially start to think about outsourcing things for your food blog. I feel like most food bloggers have a really good understanding of outsourcing things like their web hosting or Pinterest management, or even just hiring a VA to be able to help you. And so some of the things that we're going to talk about today are things that are really more creative and unique ways to be able to outsource different parts of your food blog and to really support you in your business as a whole. And I've talked a lot about outsourcing in the past, but it's been a little bit more in a general sense. And I'm going to make sure that we're linking to some of our past episodes on outsourcing in the show notes for this episode. And you can always find those by going over to graceandvinestudios.com. Click on the podcast or the blog tab, and it will bring you right to those episodes and those show notes. We try to make the show notes really comprehensive so that you can read through them if that's easier for you than listening, or you can go back and look at them again after you listen to this episode to get important links and just to find out more information that might be helpful after you have listened to this episode, maybe while you were on the go. So I really want to encourage you to think creatively about the ways that you can outsource various parts of your blog. I want you to be able to think outside the box here. And even if it's not something that you know someone else who's outsourcing in this way, don't be afraid to come up with different ways that would support you in your business and in your life that, like I said, may not be something you've seen someone else do. But if you have an idea for outsourcing something, I would highly recommend just exploring that idea and seeing where it can take you because I truly believe that the more support we have in our businesses, the more we're able to step into that CEO role, really do the work that only we can do and be able to grow our businesses more and more through outsourcing and through delegating and really just prioritizing the things that we do in our roles. Food blogging is really just such a unique industry because there are so many different hats that you have to wear and there's so many parts and roles in your business. In one single day, maybe even in one single hour, you might go from being an administrative assistant to a recipe developer, to a food photographer, to a writer, an SEO expert, a web designer, a marketing coordinator. That doesn't even scratch the surface of the tasks that are required to run a food blog. 
And really in any other type of business or any other environment, it would be absolutely insane to think that one person could do all of these different roles. It just wouldn't make sense. But for food bloggers, because our industry is so different, because food bloggers are so scrappy and innovative, it's really easy to think that you have to do all of those different things. And at the beginning, maybe you feel like you do have to do all of those things. But I have talked to so many food bloggers, so many of our clients who say that they wish they would have outsourced things sooner. They wish that they had gotten support sooner because when they did finally get support in different areas of their food blog, they were able to grow that much further and do that much more with their food blog because they had that extra support that gave them extra time to really think of their food blog in the way they needed to as the CEO. So like I said, we're going to have a couple of the more general episodes that we've had on outsourcing in the show notes. So definitely check those out. There are a few interviews that we've talked about outsourcing in those interviews, and then also just an episode about starting to think like the CEO of your food blog, which I would highly recommend checking out that episode if you haven't heard it in the past. So let's dive in and chat through some of the creative and unique ways that you might outsource different parts of your food blog. Now, for the most part, I'm just going to kind of run through these lists because there are a lot of things I could say about each of these roles, but I really want you to just be thinking about which of these is the most enticing for you. And I would maybe even write down a few of the ideas that come to mind as you're listening. Maybe it's something that I don't say, but you have another idea for something. Write those down and then just make a task on your to-do list to go back and really think through what would make the most sense for your business right now and start exploring these different roles for your business. I think it's really important to have a plan of your next hire and even your subsequent hires after that. And when you are able to really think about that, you're able to start to plan for what those hires might be and what those roles might look like in your business. Okay, so the first topic of ways that you could outsource is going to be ways you can outsource photography for your food blog. I know for a lot of food bloggers, food photography is maybe the thing that you love the most. And if that's you, then feel free to just not listen to this part of the episode as thoroughly. But there may be parts of food photography that you don't love. And maybe there are pieces that you can have someone support you in. Because one common thing that you'll see in all of these different ideas that I'm sharing is that you aren't necessarily outsourcing the entire thing. You definitely can outsource all of your photography or the entire process of photography if you wanted to, but there are other ways to get support in specific parts of taking photos for your food blog and ways that you can just make this part of running a food blog easier for yourself. So one way is obviously you could hire a food photographer. You could have someone who's going to take care of the entire process for one recipe for you, or maybe for all of your recipes as you grow. You could purchase an exclusive set of recipe photos. Now, this is something that actually started the conversation with my friend the other day, because I think a lot of food bloggers don't realize that this is even a thing. There are amazing food photographers out there who sell exclusive sets of photography where they develop a recipe, take the photos, and then sell those photos. This is a really great way to be able to streamline your content and potentially even create more content because you're able to cut out the entire portion of recipe development and photography, editing the photos, styling the photos, all of those things, and you'll only have to spend the time working on writing the actual post and promoting it. Along that same line, there are also semi-exclusive sets of photos. So there are sometimes a photographer will have maybe three or four different photos that have been styled in different ways, but it's all the same recipe and they will sell each of those sets of photos. And so that's another way that you can outsource the photography part of creating a recipe. You could also hire a photography assistant who actually comes into your home and helps you to shoot the photos. 
This person could also help you with the cleanup afterwards or when you just need an extra hand for that pour shot or you need to grab something from the other room. Having an extra set of hands can be really helpful when you are taking photos, especially if you do batch your photography and you're taking a full day's worth of, you know, creating and shooting five or six recipes in one day, having an extra set of hands for that time can be so, so helpful. And in the long run, this is gonna be a lot cheaper to hire somebody to come into your home and help you than it is to hire out all of your food photography for an entire month. Another way that you could have support in person would be to have a food stylist who actually comes and helps you plate the food and style it to look the way that you want it to look. I know that food styling can be really challenging for people and it's definitely something that is a specific skill that is hard to teach. So if you really struggle with this then finding someone who is a food stylist and who could help you in person can be a really great way to make your photography easier but also to be able to elevate the way that your photography looks and how you are styling your photos for your blog. And then lastly, you could also hire out someone to help you with videography. So this is kind of related to food photography, but obviously a little bit different. But this could be anything from shooting the actual footage for you to editing the footage or doing both. There are people who will take the footage that you film and then they will edit it for you and cut it into all the different, you know, lengths that you need and different styles for the different platforms and things like that. So that's a great way to be able to produce more videos without it taking as much time as it would if you were doing it all yourself from scratch. So as you can see from just that list, there are so many ways that you can outsource the photography side of your food blog, from hiring a photographer to purchasing stock photos. Something else I didn't mention within that list is the idea of using stock photos. If you're writing a post that isn't for a recipe specifically, but is maybe more of an SEO post or is even a roundup, you might be able to just use stock photos that you purchase instead of having to create exclusive photos for that particular post. Now let's talk about ways that you can outsource marketing. You could hire a virtual assistant to post on social media for you. You could have them interact with different accounts. You could have them reply to comments and things like that. Or you could just have somebody who helps to schedule the posts for you or even push them live. You could hire a marketing manager who can coordinate all of your different accounts and creating a strategy for each of those accounts individually. You could hire an intern who can post the content and engage on social media for you. You could also hire a Pinterest marketing manager. And I would encourage you to go back and check out episode 77 with Kate All from Simple Pin Media, where we talk about Pinterest and Simple Pin Media is definitely a great company to look into if you are looking to have your Pinterest completely managed for you. Now, another creative and unusual way to get support in your business is to outsource more at home. There are so many different ways that this can look, and I know for a lot of people, this is a hard one because it's not directly related to your business when you are hiring things out in your home. However, when you start to think about the time that you spend managing your home, doing things for your family or in your house, those are all things that are taking time away from your business or from other things that you would like to be doing. I know for me, managing my house can feel like a full-time job a lot of the time. And so whenever I can outsource different things within my home and supporting, you know, managing and taking care of our home, I love to do that because I know when I outsource those things, I get back time to either put into my business or to put into my family. And those are the two most important things for me to be able to free up more time for those two things. So when it comes to outsourcing at home, you could hire a house manager. This can look so many different ways depending on what your life situation calls for, but it could be someone who actually comes in and helps with, you know, your photo shoots, helps with the cleanup after your photo shoots, someone who runs errands for you, someone who just comes in and tidies up your home throughout the week, less so than, you know, a deep clean that you would have on a semi-weekly or monthly basis, but it's somebody who is going to really help you to manage the day-to-day of your home. 
depending on how busy your schedule is, this person can also help with, you know, scheduling and managing your family calendar, coordinating drop-offs and pickups and all those types of things that are honestly very overwhelming to manage all of those things on top of running a business. Now, I think this one is probably the most obvious when it comes to outsourcing at home, and that is to hire a cleaning service to come into your home a few times a month, every week, once a month, depending on what you need, or even having someone who comes into your home quarterly for a deep clean. Whatever level of support that you would like to have in that area, I think this is such a huge one to really focus on. And something that I have noticed over time is that having somebody who comes and cleans our home is a way more efficient use of our time and resources, because if I were to clean our home, home every week or every other week to the level that she does, it would take me four or five hours probably to be able to do the, the level of care that she puts into cleaning our home. And for her, she's able to come in in two hours and get it all done. And then it completely resets us for the next two weeks. And this has just been an incredible way for us to be able to free up time and just to not have the stress of a messy house. The next one that you could explore is having an in-person assistant. And I kind of talked about this a little bit with food photography examples and having a photo assistant for that. But this could also just be someone who helps with assisting you in your home. So it could be things like, you know, those photo shoots or cleaning up the dishes afterwards, but it could also be running errands, doing grocery store pickups, picking up things from the library, making returns at the post office. It could be all of those things that are sometimes tricky to fit into your normal schedule and having somebody else come in and help you with those a few hours a week can be a really great way to buy back your time. You could also utilize Instacart or a grocery delivery service. Now this can actually work as a business expense also because if you are ordering your groceries for you know, your recipe development, then obviously that is more tied to a business expense specifically. But this is also something that we utilize on a weekly basis, just as our family. And we have done this way before the pandemic. We have been doing this for years, but it is something that helps us to make sure we have food in our fridge and pantry and that we're ready for the week ahead. When we have this on a rhythm that we go and pick up groceries once a week. And then finally, think of creative ways that you could get support in other ways around the house. So things like a laundry service or dry cleaning, yard cleanup, pest control, pet waste cleanup, which yes, is a thing. It could also be things like your yearly maintenance for your air conditioning unit, having somebody who comes over and washes your vehicles. There are so many different ways that you can outsource at home. And honestly, this has become a really cool thing to be able to support other people's businesses and other people's livelihoods by being able to outsource these various things. And of course, at the end of the day, you are getting back more time by being able to invest in outsourcing in this way. And something that I just want to mention with the home support stuff specifically, because I feel like this is a tricky one for a lot of people, is this can be something that you do for a season. I know people who have done meal planners for a season where they actually order their food from somebody local who is, you know, prepping their food for them, things like that, or who have done laundry service for a season. So these things do not have to be something you're committing to forever. And I feel like when we hire someone in our business, we're usually thinking of it as more of a long-term fit. But with these things at home, this can be just for a busy season. This can be just to try it and see how it goes. They do not have to be something that you are doing for forever. Ever. So be willing to experiment and see what works and see what feels good to you and what works for your family and your lifestyle. Okay, so for this last section, these are just kind of a variety of ways that kind of were miscellaneous in terms of not having a broader category for all of these, but these are just other creative ways that you might consider outsourcing for your food blog. Things like recipe development. And again, that can be for all of your recipes, or maybe there's a specific type of recipe that you really don't like producing, but your audience really wants from you. So having somebody who can help you with just a few recipes per month or per quarter can be really helpful. 
hiring a blog manager. This is such a useful thing to have and I actually have this for my food blog and it has made such a difference for actually being able to produce content again on my food blog. But this is somebody who is going to be able to help you to create a plan for your content and then to be able to put the actions in motion for that content to get created. So if you have somebody on your team who is helping you with writing or putting together the post or scheduling social media, the blog manager is the person who can help facilitate all of those things and also just have the accountability to help you make sure that you're getting the content out there that you want to get out there. You could hire someone to do keyword research for you. This could be somebody who is also a food blogger and just knows how keyword research works and can help you with coming up with the best keywords for your brand specifically. You could hire an SEO expert to do something like an audit of your site or even to help you with coming up with your best blog post ideas month over month. And I would highly recommend going back to episode 81 where I interviewed Ty Kilgore of everything digital marketing. And he would be a great person to check out if you're looking to get SEO support in that way. You could also hire out brand strategy or web design and development, which of course, if you decide that you want to explore outsourcing those things, we would love to chat with you and see if we would be a good fit for you to work with us. You could also hire an administrative assistant. This could be somebody who kind of does hashtag all the things and can help you with things like managing your inbox, replying to comments on your blog or social media, could help with facilitating emailing brands for partnerships and things like that, this person can really be such a core role on your team when you hire the right person who really wants to be able to grow with your team and really grow with you as a food blog. And then the last idea, which is certainly not the last thing you could outsource for your food blog, is hiring a brand manager. So this is somebody who would be able to pitch brands for sponsored work on your behalf. And there's a lot of different ways that that can work, but I know for a lot of people, this is a great way to have consistent pitching going out which hopefully will lead to more consistent sponsored work coming in. So this list is by no means exhaustive. These are not all of the different ways that you could outsource for your food blog. There's a lot of things that people probably don't think about as outsourcing because it's not something on a monthly retainer necessarily, but things like hiring a tax person to do your taxes for you, hiring a bookkeeper to help you manage your expenses, There are just a lot of things that you could do to support you in your food blog, but a lot of these ideas, I think I shared almost 20 of them, are things that could really buy you back time for the things that you're doing the most often in your business. Every single blog post has to have photos, so if you're able to outsource even a part of some of those recipes or some of those blog posts, you're going to buy back your time. Every single blog post has to be marketed in some way. So having someone who can help you with marketing or even just coordinating the marketing can be a great way to get back your time. Of course, we're all spending lots of time at home and for a lot of us, you're running your business out of your home. So to be able to have support in your home, um, I didn't mention childcare, but that's another huge way to outsource something that is going to support you in your lifestyle and in your business. And then finally, just a lot of other creative ways of getting things off your plate. Now, I've talked about outsourcing in smaller ways as we've talked about time management and tracking your time and batching tasks, but these things are so important to just be paying attention to. And now that you've heard some of these ideas, maybe a few of them stand out. Maybe you know that you would love to hire a food photographer in the future. Even if that's not right now, you can start planning for that by creating SOPs and thinking about what your standards would need to be for somebody to be able to take photos for you. If you know that you want to hire a virtual assistant, start making a list of tasks that you would want that virtual assistant to do for you. If you know that you want to redesign your website, start thinking about what that process would look like for you 
you can go back to episode 110 and listen to our web design process at Grace and Vine and kind of hear about how it works for us, which will get you to start thinking about when would be the right time for you to do that. But whatever it is that really stuck out to you as like, oh my gosh, I would love to outsource that. Then just start thinking about it, start making a plan for it, and soon enough you will hopefully be able to take that off of your plate. I think again, it's just so important to remember that this doesn't have to be something you're doing forever. Even for hiring a food photographer, what's the worst that could happen if you hire a food photographer and it doesn't work out? Maybe you spend a couple hundred dollars on some photos that you don't end up using. Or maybe you do end up using the photos and you just get over them not looking exactly the way that you would want them to look for your blog post. It's really easy for us to be so close to the work that we're doing that we are willing to sacrifice our own sanity and our own time to make it perfect. And by getting extra support in your business, you are able to do higher level things as a business to really think like a CEO and to get time back for either your business or for your family or in your personal life. And those things are so important. I would absolutely love to hear which of these ideas stuck out the most to you. So you can always head over to Instagram and connect with me there at Grace and Vine. You can also head over to the show notes and leave a comment on the blog post, or you can email me anytime if you have feedback on these episodes. I love to hear what you guys are thinking. And one last note about email is that I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast updates. So you can do that by going to thevinepodcast.com. And then there's a sign up form right there where you're able to sign up and make sure that you're getting all of our new episodes right to your inbox. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend and get them to start thinking with you and dreaming with you about what it could look like to outsource these different parts of your business. And I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I hope it gave you lots of really great ideas of ways that you can get back your time. And until next week, friends, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.